Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Krantz. Today on the show, we will have the nearly ordained, maybe, or will be ordained. By the time some of you hear this, he will already be ordained. So, okay, this is Deacon, currently Deacon Jeffrey Schulte. So he has Soon to be Father Jeffrey Schulte. How about that? We're going to talk to him about his call to the priesthood and um, what he's looking forward to in his priesthood and, and going up to Aberdeen and so on. So I hope you'll stick around for that. He was uh, really good to talk to. Has some great, a great story about his call. So first, as always, Dr. Chris Bergwald. I think that's the first time I've interjected myself in your introductory remarks. No, I don't think so. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Evidence, please. <laughs> what do you have for us today? So Renee. Dr. Bergwald. Do you know what today is? I'm going to guess it's a... Ordinary Sunday? Ordinary time? We are in ordinary time. We have been since Monday. But it's some Sunday of something. Bill, do you know? It's a solemnity. Bill studied. Darn it. Bill studied. Okay, well, what solemnity? Kind of a trick answer if there's such a thing. What solemnity is it, Bill? The most holy Trinity. That is correct. Oh, Thank you. Thank Give you. that man now, a pat on the back. Technically, <laughs> every Sunday is a solemnity, so that's well, why it was a bit of a trick answer. That's true. Oh, but... okay. So you can't use that ever again. You have to fill it in. <laughs> but he was right. It is Trinity Sunday. So the Sunday after Pentecost, so even though ordinary time begins the day after Pentecost, mm-hmm. the Sunday after Pentecost is always Trinity Sunday, a homeless favorite Sunday. A homeless favorite Sunday, really? Uh, absolutely. They why? love getting out there and preaching on the Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah. Oh, because we get to talk about the clovers. The, the, yes. 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 Uh, so, so it really doesn't have to be that. And to be honest, I don't know. That's the thing that said, oh, Trinity Sunday, what do I preach on? I don't know that that many priests or deacons really stress about Trinity Sunday. So it's not their favorite. (laughs) You're being facetious, are you? I was being facetious. Sarcastic. Okay. So here's, uh, so that's what this Sunday uh, is about. And I want to focus on the second reading, which is from um, chapter eight of St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Okay. Part of the, this, this passage or part of the reading goes like this. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which through whom we cry, Abba, Father. Let me read it one more time, Renee. I want okay. to know. Pay attention, Bill, know. just in case pay. you have to answer I something. studied the gospel reading, so I'm, I'm, I'm already done. Oh, You're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> At least he had the Sunday, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Father. Okay. Notice anything? You can say no. Mm. Adoption? Oh. So what did you notice? Why 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 adoption, Renee? Um because uh well, when I think about that, I guess I'm thinking of you weren't someone's before but now you are. Did I do good? You are doing very well okay. today. <laughs> Look at I was Bill. Bill getting the Sunday right. <laughs> um so yeah, so we're adopted. Okay. We are someone's, but it's more, so, so this is where, you know, in, in, in everyday language, you know, of course, uh, children can be adopted, but we also talk about adopting pets, right. and so, but that means something different. What does it mean to be adopted? It's kind of just along the lines that to we're be going. be brought into a family. Right. 
So you're so so when St. Paul says you have received a spirit of adoption, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You're received into God's family. Right. And so what does that really mean as opposed to that that that, <laughs> that What's children. it mean? What? What's it mean? What's it? <laughs> what did you just say? You just used the key word. We're children. What does um, that mean? Uh, What's a child? Uh, <laughs> an offspring. Yes. And, and what makes what Bill, makes my me. kids my kids as opposed to Bill's kids? Genes. I they share in my nature. They share okay. somehow in my oh, life. They're kids. mine. <laughs> those poor kids. God bless them. So we 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 when we say that we have been adopted by God, that's not a hallmark card. That's not the way that I adopt a pet. I've adopted, God has adopted us. No, 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 no. The way that God has adopted us is the way that a child has been adopted by a family, brought into the family. Mm-hmm. You belong to this family. You share in the life of this family. We have become literally God's children by adoption mm-hmm. through our baptism. That's the reality. So it's about Trinity Sunday, yes, but we are brought into the Trinity by God, and that's what a spirit of adoption is. That's a great one. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. In the studio with me today, I have uh, currently Deacon Jeffrey Schulte. Um, we are two days before ordination. <laughs> so he's currently Deacon, soon to be Father Schulte. Welcome, Deacon Schulte. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, a great and crazy time. <laughs> Every day it's counting down, you know, <clears throat> yep. by the minutes and hours. <laughs> yep, yep. Good, um, good. I'm sure you're excited for ordination to get here. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. I, I was this past weekend at a classmate's ordination in Texas. Okay. So as I got to see him being ordained and, and you know, giving blessings and doing all that stuff, <laughs> just, yeah, it really made it even more surreal for me, but also more exciting like, yeah. to to be ordained as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool that you have a have one you can go to um, in Texas. Do you have a couple more classmates that you're going to go to ordinations? Unfortunately, I'll have uh, one more group. Um but unfortunately, most of my classmates are being ordained on Saturday. Oh, well, that's not going to work <laughs> so out, day, is it? <laughs> yeah, the day after mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they can't make it to mine. I can't make it to theirs. Sure. Um, that's St. Louis, can't see Kansas, can't see St. Joseph, Wichita. Oh, yeah. Those are all guys yep. I've studied with. Uh, but the Bismarck Diocese, I have three classmates up there. And they'll be June, I think, 11th. Okay. So I'll be able to. Go up there. Good. Well, and actually, you'll be somewhat close. We'll talk yeah, about that yeah, later. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, will you start? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, your family, things like that. I grew up in the town of Orient. Okay. Where is that? <laughs> I'm from South Dakota, but I want to make sure everybody knows where that yeah, is, kind of. <laughs> no, that's um, most people don't. And if you do, it's because <laughs> you have family there or, you, yeah, some relation to there. Right. Uh, it is. He can't even explain it to us where it is. <laughs> well, I use several, I guess I usually say in a general vicinity between Aberdeen and Pierre. Okay. Um, kind of is, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, a little kind, bit. kind of, pretty much. There's yeah. not a lot around there. <laughs> okay. Um, but then if you know where Redfield oh, sure. is, you go straight west of Redfield, another like what, 30 miles. Okay. And it's right off the curve of 212 and three miles off the curve. and Sure. There's Orient, about 50 people. So, you know, if you blink when you drive by, you might miss it. <laughs> so you're not really very close to any bigger towns, are you? Like Redfield's be the closest. Yeah. Well, They're the fa- biggest. 
Bockton is where I went okay. to high school. Okay, sure. And that's about 800 people. Okay. And that's just 10 miles north of Orient. Okay. And uh, brothers and sisters? I have one older brother. He's a year older than okay. me. All right. And then uh, my sister, who I think five years older older than me. Okay. Um, you think? <laughs> I think. I always lose track. <laughs> uh, okay, sister. You're going to need to talk to your brother. <laughs> well, what is it? Um, 80, 86. I'm thinking of her. Yeah. I think it's 86 when she was born. Okay. I'm 91. Okay. So, so yeah, five yeah, years, five years, five years. Parents still live in Orient. My parents live in Orient. My okay. dad has, um, taken, been taken over the family farm with his brother, Mark. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, uh, what he's been ever since I was little. That's where I grew up in Orient. Yeah. We live in my great grandma and grandpa Schulte's old house. Oh and wow! We, Farmhouse. Well, I, I guess. Or it's in Orient. Oh, okay. So we okay. live in Orient, sure. right on the edge. Sure. Um, and they remodeled that, and then the farm is a mile okay. north. Okay. So, so you grew up sort of a farm kid. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Basically, I, I mean, mean, if you grew up in a town of fifty, <laughs> <laughs> I'd ride my bike to the the farm sure. as a kid. Like it was. Right across the road is the pasture. Sure. Like, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, I assume a good uh, years growing up and. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's sometimes growing up, you're like, um, what's there to do? <laughs> there's not a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. I, had, I had a couple um, neighbors that were the sim, uh, similar age range sure. to us. So we, we hung out a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, there's always going on the farm, driving the four-wheelers, yep. just get into trouble, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Climbing trees. <laughs> Sounds so. like a, a pretty decent growing up time. All right. Yeah. Um, so did you uh, go to college before you went to seminary? Like, did you have some plan before you decided to go to seminary? Or was it yes. straight to seminary? Okay. Yes. The priesthood was not in my mind okay. at all. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I graduated in 2010 from uh -huh. Bockton, and then I went into South Dakota State University. Okay. Go Jacks! So, yeah, go Jacks! <laughs> um, and then I pursued a degree in graphic design. Ooh, so, Bill! <laughs> right up, right up yeah. Bill's alley here. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Good. I, you know, a small hometown kid. They're like, "How did you get into graphic design?" Um, well. And Something I liked working on computers. I wasn't really artistic, I guess. Like growing up, you, I didn't necessarily like draw a lot right. or you know do a lot of artsy things. Um, but it just became one of my passions. Sure. I just I I kind of sat down. I was like, I can do this. I can figure this out. <laughs> and yeah, I I was able to kind of learn techniques of drawing and sure. painting and then doing stuff on the computer. The graphics and so and did you graduate with that degree then i did you did I, okay i did i went all the way through and okay did you go out and work as a graphic designer at all i never worked after okay no i i did design work while i was in college sure. at the university program council i designed posters for their events and then state-a-thon which is the children's mm -hmm. miracle uh, network i was a uh, design posters for them one year so i, I got i was involved did a little bit 
in other things. Yeah. You have something to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know, we know who will be responsible for the, for the graphic design at whatever parish you're yeah, at. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I actually did my, my holy card for ordination. I didn't bring it with me, but oh, good. Uh, it's St. Joseph and yeah. Did it yourself. Yeah. Good job. Nice. So. Okay. So can you tell us then, since you did all that, Tell us about how you got your call to be a priest, because there's everybody has a different story, and I find them really fascinating. So, what was yours? Well, I mean, I think it, it started as I grew up in a Catholic family. My my parents, my grandparents, um, and it just that's all I kind of knew was mm-hmm. like this this Catholic faith, and so we were always. You know, our, my parents instilled in me that it was important to go to church and mm-hmm. go to mass, even though I didn't want to as a kid. I'd scream That's and normal. they'd have to drag me to mass. And, <laughs> Here's um, your future priest. <laughs> yeah, right. Getting drunk to mass. <laughs> so there's hope for your kids. Yes. There's hope. <laughs> um, but I remember as a kid sitting in the Orient Church and they were talking about how they they need priests, mm-hmm. like how there's such a need for priests. And what this was like 20 and probably more than 20, yeah, you know, like 20 years ago. Sure. Maybe more. And I just remember in, you know, as a kid, just asking God, like, well, it seems pretty simple to me. Why don't you just have more people become priests? <laughs> like, <laughs> What's easy, wrong? Easy solution. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, God said to me, he's just like, well, why, why not you? Mm-hmm. Or how about you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean me. <laughs> no, I, I have, I have plans. I want to get married. Like I'm, I got mm-hmm. things as a 10 year old kid. I had my yep. life planned out. Yep. I, it wasn't, yeah. I'm going to be a firefighter. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I remember that as a little kid and like that kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And then in college, my first year of college, kind of typical where, uh, my faith was not that re- uh, important to me, sure. you know, going to mass wasn't really important. Um, still, I go back home and I go to mass because my parents yep. would <laughs> would get after me. Um, but I found myself like halfway through the semester, like after the first semester, just asking a lot of big questions I had never really asked mm-hmm. before. Like, okay, God, like, are you real or are you not real? Or like, is is all wow. of this? What's more in life? Like, wh- mm-hmm. is this it? <laughs> or, Those are good questions to ask because yeah. a lot of people don't even ask them. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until that point where I started, like, asking myself because, I don't know, I guess maybe I was just in um, a low part in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to wonder. And so that really, like, I kind of pursued, like, okay, God, if you're real, then, you know, this changes everything. Like, I got an, I have to know, mm-hmm. like, and so I just, I began to like say little prayers and get, begin to ask for little things. And before I knew it, like these prayers were being answered. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I saw things begin to change and my faith begin to grow little by little. And then I ended up like being put in places. Like I, I lived the next year, I lived in a house with these other guy, two other guys who were Catholic and I was half a block from the Newman Center, which I had, <laughs> didn't even know the year before where the Newman Center was. Right, right. So, and the ne- next door neighbors were, they called the Catholic Men's House <laughs> and a focused missionary named James Kozlowski. 
who's now Brother Xavier and going to be at my ordination. Oh, nice. Great. Um, Good job, James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. And so he was he was next door and he's like, uh, would you be interested in joining a Bible study? And I'm just a very nice guy. So I was like, yeah, sure. In my head, I'm thinking, what did you just, why did you say yes to this? Like, no, you don't want to be in a Bible study. Um, I'm a cool kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then I found myself like, I'll just go a couple times and I'll just, you know, say I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. But I ended up actually really enjoying going there. Like mm-hmm. it was just a time for us to like talk about what's going on in our life and talk a little bit about our faith and stuff. So that that kind of started started it off and then I began slowly began to become more active in the Newman Center. Um, as I did that, like I just saw the joy and the happiness that the people there had this authentic happiness mm-hmm. where other friendship and groups, they didn't have that. Sure. Like, just to be themselves and be okay with who you were. Mm-hmm. And so that really drew me to the Newman Center and these friendships and um I got more involved and got to do like went on focus mission trips, went to seek. It was in my junior year where I, I really pushed off, you know, praying about my vocation. Cause I, I think I felt like I knew God was going to call me to the priesthood. Something was up. <laughs> like I kind of like ever since I was a little kid, like I knew like, he's like, why, well, why not you? Mm-hmm. And, um, so eventually I just, uh, yeah, I kind of caved in. I was like, okay, God, I give up. I, I surrender. <laughs> I surrender. That's a good like, thing. <laughs> yes. And it, it was such a peaceful and like joyful moment too, yeah. just to like give everything up and say, okay, whatever you want to do, like I'll do it. Yeah. Name it. Like, so you could have told me anything at that point. I would have <laughs> sell everything and go live with the poor or something. Right. You know, I, right. I probably would have. Um, well, thank God he, well, he didn't, but um, <laughs> so that really it was, it was that summer I, I did totus tuus in our diocese for the first time. I was teaching these kids about the Catholic faith, which I knew nothing about. <laughs> and I was like, why am I teaching these kids? And then um, I just kept praying about the vocation, about the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of in the fall, you know, I, I really enjoyed graphic design still, but it no longer felt like a passion to me. Sure. It never felt like a strong pull. And so then that's when I met with Father um, uh, Father Paul Rutten. Mm-hmm. He was a vocation director. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple meetings, and I started the paperwork. And um, I was like, all right, God, if you want me in the seminary, you got to get me in and get me through. like, Because <laughs> I'm not going to get through <laughs> right. on my own. Right. Um, yeah. And, and he did it. He did it. He did yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what yeah. did your parents think when you told them that you were going to go to seminary? <laughs> or, and maybe you told them before what you were thinking, but what was their reaction? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really say anything that I was thinking about it. Um, but they did see a change in me from mm-hmm. like me coming and talking about my faith and doing stuff with focus. So they knew I was active in my faith and they could see a change in me. And so I, kind of a awkward moment. I, Hey, I got to talk to you guys about something. They're like, um, are you breaking up with us? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, and I was like, um, 
I'm applying for seminary. And my dad was like, yeah, I figured. <laughs> like, what do you mean you figured? He <laughs> saw it. He saw yeah. it. Yeah. So. I think there's always, uh, you weren't the only son, which is good, or the only child, which is mm-hmm. good. Because I think sometimes parents are like, ah, well, no grandkids or anything yeah. like that. But most parents, even if there's initial hesitation, they they warm up real quick. Yeah. So. And my, I never, yeah, my my family, my good. parents, like everybody's been supportive. Great. Um, and it just seemed odd to me that they wouldn't be supportive, mm-hmm. but I understand that like now, not at the time it right. seemed odd. I didn't understand why they wouldn't, but meeting people and mm-hmm. friends and um, one of my friends was a convert to the faiths. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's a bit, um, yeah. Yeah. But then his his uh, parents actually became uh, Catholic. Oh, that's great. So that's great. Did you have any fears um, about going to seminary or even while you were while you were there about what you were doing or what you, what God was asking of you? I think the biggest fear is just that I didn't feel worthy to mm-hmm. be in the seminary. It's like, what am I doing here? And uh, I think I just went in like feeling like, um, they're gonna they're gonna see me and then they're just gonna you know like kick me out and right. like w- what do you think you're you're doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just that was a big fear and then like just having a lot of baggage and things in my past sure. and like carrying that with me and then the fear of like opening up to God about these things mm-hmm. and opening up to those who are formators and trusting them. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing to yeah. do, like to open your life up and share like the good and the bad with, um, with everyone yeah. in formation and talking about these things, um, which, so, which is necessary. Yeah. But, and seminary yeah. is not an easy thing. No, it's, no. <laughs> it's not like going to school for graphic design, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of deep stuff you have to do. Yeah, that's of formation. And people don't necessarily think about that. They think, oh, you're just going there for school. Right. But you're learning all the theology and stuff. But yeah. That's just one tiny aspect. You mm-hmm. know, we have the four pillars of formation. That's the intellectual, the human formation, your spiritual formation, mm-hmm. and the pastoral. Right. Like it's it's not one is one is greater than the other. They're mm-hmm. to integrate all of them equally. Right. And so yeah, you're all constantly having like these spiritual battles and, you know, praise God, we had great spiritual directors, but mm-hmm. so yeah, you're always facing your own human weaknesses and like opening up about those things and, um, and then balancing your schedule. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, There's just a lot going on there. There is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can be exhausting yeah. at, at times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you'll be happy to be done. And, and be ordained, but there's a lot coming here. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk a little bit about what is coming. Um, so where will you say your first mass after you're ordained? Back home in Orient. In Orient, okay. Yeah. Uh, who's the priest there right now? Father Christopher Hughes oh, okay. is, so technically- and he'll be moving. Yes, he'll yes. be moving to Clear Lake. Yep, yep. Um, And technically Orient's church is closed. Oh, okay, sure. But we they have land r- rent money that's- um, kept it financially stable and able to keep up with repairs and stuff. Um, Which is fortunate because when I go home, a lot of times I, 
I go to the church sure. and I go there and I pray. And, right, right. And yeah, it means a lot to me. And I think to our community to be able yeah. to celebrate my first mass. There. Yep, that'll be great. Um, so you are heading to Aberdeen Yes. after that. And you'll be the one of the parochial vicars. Right? I think there's, mm-hmm. is there two up there be, or is it just you? Well, right now there's only, well, Father Michael Kaperman's only one that right. be there. And then it'll be me and Father Tim Cohn. Oh, okay. So sure. three three of us and uh, Father Andrew Dickinson. Yep. Who was at the Newman Center That's when right. I was there. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what are you most looking forward to uh, as you settle into your priestly life? Anything in particular? Or that you're worried about? Um, well, I just, I'm looking, like, watching my friend go through ordination and be able to see, like, giving blessings to people. And just, I think just living that priestly, priestly identity. Because mm-hmm. so, for like, for so long in seminary, you know, we've been, you know, wearing clerics and out and about. And some people come up to you, oh, Father. And you're like. No, not father. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> They're like, what should I call you? And, um, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, last DJ. Like some people are Deacon Jeff, like sure. DJ. Or, well, uh, yeah. So they're like, I feel like I should call you something. Um, so a couple more days. Yeah, having that identity, <laughs> that priestly identity, and be able to just live the fullness of it, um, and give give back to the people, and you know. Of course, saying the mass is mm-hmm. going to be um, amazing, and hearing confession. Um, but yeah, just just everything that comes with it. Um, You're ready to go, huh? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I had a lot more questions to ask you, but um, your story was really interesting, so I'm glad you got to tell that. And I know a lot of young men like to hear that because they might be thinking they're hearing that call too, and mm-hmm. it's good to hear other people how how it happened for them, and that it, they're not. Um, they can do it too. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Anything you'd you'd want to in a, I don't know, twenty seconds. You'd want to tell them if someone's hearing that call or they think they are. Yeah. Don't be afraid. You know, that's constantly Jesus says that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Like, yes, it's a huge commitment, but like, it's only gonna make you a, a better man. Oh yeah. Like, and yeah, it'll stretch you. It'll be difficult at times, but like, you'll never regret. You know, right. At right. least, at least looking into it, you know, praying about it, and maybe you don't go to seminary, but right. If you do, like, and even if you do, you can. Yeah. You, you don't necessarily have to become a priest. It's yeah. good to explore. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of guys that discern out, and yep. they're good men. Yep. A lot of friends that are now married have mm-hmm. kids, so. Mm-hmm. And they make great husbands. They do. They do. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, we are looking forward to your ordination day in a couple of days. And a lot of people who hear this, you will already be Father Jeff Schulte by that time. So um, all you people up in Aberdeen, please be good to him. Yeah. (laughs) He seems like a really good guy. This is my first time meeting him. So thanks a lot for coming in. I enjoyed talking to you and and, uh, we look forward to having you in our diocese for a while. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Good. All right, uh, next week we will have Dr. Chris Bergwald on the show again. He will be talking about um, how to think well and use our God-given reason uh, when we are out and about in life and especially talking about our faith. Uh, That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic News. 